0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk money and politics. We've got Liz Peake, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist. We're trying to find Monica Crowley, uh, former assistant secretary of the Treasury and author of the Monica Crowley podcast. We'll wait and see if we can track down Monica Crowley. But we've got Liz. Liz, I'm reading your article about Joe Biden's problems. You know, Liz, can we go back, you raised this months ago, that um, I don't know if it was the time of the Democratic Convention in 2020, or later, the I believe you called the compact between Bernie Sanders, and um, Joe Biden, which essentially uh, generated a kind of socialist Approach to a guy, aka Biden, who was not known to be that far left, but has governed that far left. And I still think that is a key point in understanding uh, what Biden has done and why it's all gone wrong.
1: Well, I I think that's true. Uh, Remember that Hillary Clinton blamed Bernie Sanders, among other people, for losing. Uh, to Donald Trump in 2016 because the Sanders voters didn't like Hillary Clinton. They didn't come out and vote for her. And so what Joe Biden did, which was smart, was say to Bernie Sanders during the run-up to the convention, hey, I need your help. I need your uh, people to come out and vote for me. So, yeah, I will basically climb aboard your progressive uh, fast train to nowhere and agree to your agenda because... That, you know, that will ensure that I remain popular with your voters. And it was a pretty dramatic thing that happened for a guy who was presenting himself as a centrist, a moderate, uh, kind of trying to, protra- you know, contrast himself with Donald Trump, who he always said was so far right. So, th- yeah, you're totally right. The You know, the result of that was the Green New Deal, which, mm. remember, when he was running Biden kept saying things like, well, I'm not Bernie Sanders. That's, you know, I'm, I'm not a progressive. Well, guess what? He basically became one overnight. And, and the country is worse off for it, Larry.
0: Well, that's the thing. Um, so this compact was, what, around the convention or shortly after the Democratic convention? In other words, your point that Biden is saying, I'm not a Bernie Sanders socialist but in effect, he had already signed on to becoming a Bernie Sanders. Well, socialist.
1: that's right. I mean, it was basically in July, I think, that the Democrats, you know, basically mm-hmm. gave Biden a blueprint for what what the progressive presidency would look like. And that was created uh, by Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. I mean, that it, you know, it was pretty straightforward politics, um, but it was like a, a hundred page document that kind of laid out the agenda. And again, yeah, it's kind of hilarious that this all took place after Biden really distanced himself from the far left, because the thinking was, remember, that being a progressive, being Elizabeth Warren, couldn't possibly win an election. Well, guess what? (laughs) You you kind of have the wolf in sheep's clothing. They did win the election.
0: So now, You look at these stories today. Guy Benson has a story, more brutal polling for Democrats. And I'm looking at a story, um, USA Today. Biden's support on the economy is just about a third. It's 34 favorable, 59 unfavorable. And on the other side of the coin, Trump almost reverses those numbers. That's how strong Trump is on the economy. I mean... And Biden's running around the country talking about Bidenomics, which is exactly what's failing in the polls. Now, what's yeah. wrong with that picture?
1: Well, it's interesting because I think Biden is kind of going back to his age old class warfare about how MAGA economics or what he calls MAGANomics, is all about giving handouts to the wealthy and cutting taxes for the wealthy. And his program is more for people, uh, workers, and people in the lower half of the income spectrum. But what's interesting is if you go into the very detailed economist YouGov polls that come out quite frequently, nobody applauds Joe Biden. Literally, there is no group that is in his corner on the economy. Maybe black voters, that may be the only group where he's not underwater, but all income groups uh, and all age groups now think he's done a terrible job. And it is kind of remarkable, Larry, when you consider that unemployment is still very low. I mean, generally, you expect those kinds of ratings when an awful lot of people are out of work. But the reality is, because real wages have come down, and and I think, honestly, because he has lied about so many things, about creating jobs and so forth, his credibility is terrible, and we see that also in polling on his honesty and so forth. So people don't have any confidence in him. They don't think you know, when he finally came out and said the Inflation Reduction Act was not an Inflation Reduction Act, people kind of went, whoa, you know, that that's quite an admission, because we're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on things that are not going to, in fact, I would argue they not only will not reduce inflation, putting that green agenda through is without a doubt going to increase inflation and the cost of energy. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, I'm not surprised that his polling is so terrible, honestly, I don't know how you can win an election that way.
0: Um, this C- uh, CNN USA today among independent voters the critical voting expands uh, let me, wait among independent, the critical voting block with whom Trump struggles based on myriad factors. Trump's lead on the economy among independents expands from 11 points overall to 24 points. That's a big deal. Yeah. Why does the overwhelming majority of the electorate believe the economy is getting worse? It's quite simple. Everything costs a lot yeah, more right. than it did when Biden took office. You know, that's um, that's just so interesting to me. I don't know whether you follow it, but the tip hole does this um, change in the level of the CPI. Not not the year-on-year changes, which has come down from 9% to whatever, 3, 3.7% but the cpi is up 17% since february of 2021 um, gasoline is up uh, about 55% groceries up 20% you don't really get that stuff back that's yeah, the that's thing yeah that's the thing those yeah. price hikes stay up there so it's an affordability problem
1: uh, absolutely and we know that wages haven't kept pace with those increases and and you know uh, when people, when voters uh, are told that, well, the core number is coming down month to month, mm. that's great, but when you go and fill up your gas tank and it costs mm. twice as much as it did a couple of years ago, or you go to the grocery store, I think groceries are just a nightmare. I mean, I don't know anyone that doesn't go to the grocery store and come back thinking, holy crow, how did I just pay $70 for, for what? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's amazing. It's kind yeah. of, in other words, they, the officials keep taking out of course, energy and food to get to the core number. It's energy and food that we're all looking at every single day in our daily lives. So it's kind of foolish. And, and, you know, the other thing, Larry, I think that the American people are really over the fact that Joe Biden hates the oil industry and has done everything he can to dampen U.S. oil and gas production. U.S. oil and gas production is rising this year. It is up year over year. It could be three or four million barrels a day higher than it is. And if you look at what's happened to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and, by the way, our overall industry uh inventory of oil in this country it's at 40 year lows guess what demand's not at 40 year lows we are really vulnerable to price shocks biden took us there everybody knows this so his his uh push for green energy and and wind towers and so forth None of it's working as expected. It's all hurting him. But, Larry, the important thing voters need to know and your listeners need to know, it's not about Joe Biden's age. This is the Democrat platform. No one, if Gavin Newsom ends up being the candidate, he is even more in the tank on green Mm -hmm. energy and work rules that really disadvantage employers and all the things that really have made California difficult. We have got to stop talking about Biden's gait and his incoherence. Let's talk about policies, because these are the Democrat policies. There's not a Democrat out there who has raised his hand and said, enough, this isn't working for our country.
0: Yeah, that's a very important point. But as you were describing it, I was thinking, Joe Manchin has tried to raise his hand. He doesn't get it up there, though. It stops like halfway below the shoulder. He just can't do it. Anyway, let's take a quick break. Liz Peake, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. We have found Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury and author of the Monica Crowley podcast, to join Liz Peak, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist. Uh, Monica, look, I have trouble getting through the station, too, and I'm the host, so don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't feel too badly. Meanwhile, Liz has had an open field running, You cannot believe the things she's saying. Bidenomics (laughs) is failing. Bernie Sanders is running the Democratic Party. And the neat part is we were talking about uh, USA Today polling. Uh, Joe Biden is out there, Monica, pushing hard to sell Bidenomics, which about a third of the country supports, two thirds not. What do you think of that? Pretty clever political strategy. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, it's great to finally be with you and Liz. I think it was probably a deep state conspiracy to keep me <laughs> off the air, but I'm, g- I'm glad to finally be here. Uh, look, Joe Biden is out there trying to sell binomics because it's really the only uh, area I think he and his team believe that they can actually sell a reelection on, which is a pretty sad statement, Right. So you can put lipstick on a pig, but it doesn't change the fact that it's pig. And most of the American people know that the Biden economy is catastrophically bad. When you look at the polling, poll after poll after poll shows that two out of three American voters Disapprove of the handling of that Joe Biden is doing of the U.S. economy. Two out of three also are living paycheck to paycheck, and nearly three quarters of the American people have a negative view of the economy. So this is not something to run re- on reelection on, and yet they continue to try to do it. So there's spin, and then there's outright lying about the state of the economy. They are outright lying about it, and it's not going to work because the American people are living this economy every single day on the ground.
0: But I do think, uh, looking at the numbers, Biden's polling is worse than the macro data. I mean, the last six months, the data hasn't been that that bad. In no, other words, everybody was expecting a recession. We didn't yeah. get it. and inflation has calmed down now last couple months inflation has headed up again uh energy prices including gasoline has gone back up again so maybe that's a problem but i dare say the polling is worse than the numbers monica i mean i find that to be very interesting
2: well yeah when you look at the macro data i agree with you larry that that's a very accurate statement but you know people are living the economy in a micro fashion They have to fill up their gas tank, uh, you know, once a week or a couple of times a week. Out on Long Island last week, I spent $4.50 per gallon. And I have to tell you that I had a $25 gift card to Shell. So I pull into the Shell station. I go in with a $25 gift card. And I say, can you put this gift card on pump four? And she says, sure. I go back out. And, Larry, it was 90 seconds. The nozzle was in the gas tank before that $25 gift card was up. Oh, um, right? Oh. So the fuel costs, and we have all talked about that Their war on fossil fuels mm. and American energy, uh, domestic energy production. That drives the cost of everything up. But groceries are also up about 17 percent so since Joe Biden came into office prices are up 17.4 percent while real wages are down 3.1 percent so when you say that his polling on the economy is worse than the macro story I agree with you and there's a reason for that because people are being squeezed and you know who's getting squeezed the most the middle class the working class And the poor, those are the groups that the Democrats always profess to champion. They're getting killed by the Biden economy.
0: Actually, that's important. You know, Liz, among the squeezees is the UAW.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, they haven't had
0: a cost of living adjustment in uh, over 15 years. We're talking about that earlier with uh, John Carney of Breitbart. They've been slaughtered by this because they didn't take a COLA in the contracts after, you know, 2009, 2010. And that's where you see it. And there's one guy who's talking to them about making reforms, and that's Trump. Trump just issued a whole white paper on the UAW. Fascinating. Uh, He's the only guy.
1: And look, I mean, Trump has broken through before with working Americans, and you can Mm -hmm. see it in the polling. He is still very strong. And by the way, I think that's why... I'm sure you saw the Reuters poll that came out showing him ahead in most of the swing states. A lot Mm -hmm. of those swing states represented by or or represent kind of working-class Americans. So uh, Trump will continue to make um, strides there, I think. I think the UAW thing is complicated. Yes, the union has not been paid up much over the last 10 years. On the other hand, and, and they've, like everybody else, seen their cost of living go up. On the other hand, they're... Wages all in, uh, going back to the financial recession, kind of shocked America. I mean, I remember when the whole, all the stories, I think Andrew Ross Sorkin wrote the first article saying, actually, the pay all in on a GM worker is 70 bucks an hour. How do we possibly think that can compete with Toyota or, you know, you name it, foreign car company uh, uh, producing in a work to write state? You can't. So Detroit had a lot of problems, including over uh overpaying its workforce and having too much for workforce, too many plants, and everything else, but now unfortunately um that you know the whole thing has kind of come to a boil, really not so much i would argue over wages and cost of living, but because the the u a w is looking at this the shift to e v s and they recognize that their union you know could be toast in 10 years mm-hmm. when when mm-hmm. you have a declining membership outlook which is what they have now you're going to fight like hell for whatever advantages you can get and that's kind of where we are now
0: yeah evs will destroy the uaw they, and they and
1: know it. and the auto industry and and you mm-hmm. know larry I, I i'm writing a thing now i mean you could end up with this industry being basically a ward of the state because mm-hmm. already look at the what that uh the green bill the inflation reduction act includes hundreds of billions of dollars basically to subsidize this shift over to evs well so that's taxpayers paying for this and basically propping up detroit because they can't make money that way
0: monica the um, next debate is in two weeks um it's going to be another trump free debate but what do you expect from that debate what should they be talking about
2: They should be talking about the economy. You know, I was stunned in in the first debate to see so little conversation about the economy. This this election is going to be about many things. That's true. But the paramount issue for most voters is the state of the economy and their personal financial situation, job security, inflation. We've got record consumer debt. Uh, Voters want to hear strong policy positions from these candidates. They already know what Donald Trump can do. Donald Trump delivered a booming economy uh, because he had a strong pro-growth agenda that you, Larry, helped to execute. And uh, me as well, while I was at the Treasury Department, but you were certainly a leading uh, voice and leading hand in delivering that thriving economy. That was tax cuts, regulatory relief, unleashing our great energy sector, and fair trade deals. All of those things delivered the strong economy for every American, for every demographic group. So they know what Trump can do. They want to hear from the other candidates. Governor DeSantis has a very strong economic record in Florida. Talk about that. Talk about a pro-growth economic agenda, and what is it? And talk directly to the American people. How am I going to improve your life, your family's life, your personal financial position? That's the kind of thing. That's kind of messaging that. Uh, that the voters want to hear. So if I'm giving advice to the rest of the candidates, I would focus on the economy and, of course, the border um, and the collapse of law and order as an overall narrative issue. I mean, it is a very dangerous place in America now. I don't care where you're living. You don't have to live in the inner city to feel afraid of what is happening. The collapse of law and order and the collapse of Uh, essentially the rule of law, the weaponization of government, it's all of peace. I want to hear the candidates address that very strongly.
0: Liz, just in 30 seconds, is it possible for somebody to break out and challenge Trump at this point?
2: Boy,
1: it's really difficult. And the window is closing, I would say. Mm -hmm. I think almost Trump has to make some sort of move that is widely unpopular. Mm -hmm. I don't really see anyone Uh, On the basis of these debates or on the basis of the early primaries breaking out, I could be wrong. I just don't see that happening. All right.
0: Liz Peake, thank you very much. Monica Crowley, thank you very much. Terrific stuff. Monica, next time we're going to have a special caller number. (laughs) I'm Kudlow. We will be back next weekend. Thanks, everybody. Take care.
1: Thanks, Larry.